Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for downloading. It's the ContenderCast. Justin Hahnemann here. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, another topic we haven't ever covered on the ContenderCast. We're talking the corporate and promotional gift market, but it's got a really cool angle to it. If you love New York, if you've ridden the subway in New York, uh, you're really going to love this conversation today with Lynn Lambert, who is the owner of Subway Line and Map Gear. Lynn, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Okay. So Lynn is a creative by background. She is not a serial entrepreneur or someone that's been in a big company. Her background is freelance acting, I mean, voiceovers, et cetera, which I love. But then in 1995, you got into this whole subway line, right? So talk about that line, the product, and what you started there and how it's evolved to where it is today. All right. Well, I would say, first of all, I loved being an actor so much. Um, I was getting paid to, you know, make believe for a living. And, <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> Truly creative. How, how many adults get to do that? You know, like it was awesome. And, um, and I was very successful. So I thought I would just do that for the rest of my life. And I realized that, um, you know, visually people age. And so, <laughs> yeah, no. you know, I'm not going to get cast as, um, when I'm in my forties to be a, an 18 year old, sure. but my voice could do that. Right. Absolutely. So I didn't see any reason why I couldn't do it till I was old, <laughs> but the industry doesn't really work that way. At some point you have to walk into the studio and they see you. And so they really prefer working with the younger ones. There's actually a tremendous amount of age discrimination. So for me and all my peers, who were especially women, we were experiencing having gone from like, you know, queens of the world to um, suddenly like what happened that we'd have 10 or 12 appointments in a day and we were going down to three a day and then three a week. And it was all because we were aging. Wow. Not fun. So. (laughs) But happens to all of us, right? (laughs) Yeah. But it was like, gosh, that it was a surprise. (laughs) Sure. So, um, so I just thought, I guess never having thought I would need to do anything else, suddenly I realized, you know, I'm not going to suddenly magically get younger. So maybe I need to be open to what else there is out for me out there. And so one day I was in Borough Hall in Brooklyn waiting for a train, a subway train. And um, I was looking up at these big circles on the signage. And one was a, a green circle with a number five in it. Sure. And I had, I had a son who was turning five. Ah, interesting. And I thought, Hmm. so hard to find all these birthday gifts. And it's not just him, it's, you know, his 10, 15 friends of all the birthday parties he's going to get invited to of everyone turning five. And what if I had a number five train t-shirt and I could give it to all those kids? That would be pretty amazing. it was a good idea. And then I started thinking, oh, and if their name was Allie, I could get him an A-train shirt and that would work. And if they rode the F-train, we could get him an F-train shirt. And But all of these things didn't exist. So I started thinking, this is a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who doesn't want a Subway shirt, right? Really? I mean, you know, I realized there would be some people who wouldn't want them, but, of but I thought that it, it would be cool. And I thought it was kind of like connecting the dots between the subways, which I wasn't originally from New York at all. So the subways just knocked my socks off when I first moved to New York. It was like, this is so interesting. The people watching cannot be beat. Uh-huh. And no doubt. No doubt. 
and such a, an amazing diversity of people, every age, race, ethnicity, class, all riding together on that little tin can. And I just thought <laughs> subways are culturally fascinating and they're a quintessential part of New York City. When you visit New York City, you really kind of have to take the subways to even just have the experience. No doubt. So I thought, why hasn't anybody ever done anything with these? And so you decided to do something about it. Decided it had to be me. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you go from, I should create a number five t-shirt to, I mean, geez, if you go to the, the, the uh, net site, you've got shirts, bags, jackets, I mean, everything, hats. I mean, so how did, how did you go from, I'd have this idea to product in hand. Well, first I had to get a license from the MTA. <laughs> and so what, I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about this world. So I went to the manager of the New York Transit Museum where they didn't have any apparel at all. They had cool stuff, but not that. And I said, um, you know, I have this idea. Let me show you. She loved it. I said, cool. Could I make some of these for you? And she said, I think you'd have to get a license from the MTA. Oh, got and I it. Said, said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. So that, um, that basically involved beating the door down of the MTA for about six months, um, saying, no, no, please, I, I can do this thing. And they kept saying, oh, but you know, you've never done anything like this before. Why should we sort of, you know, give you a license? And so I had to convince them with my, you know, passion that this was a great idea. I was going to do it beautifully. And so um, finally, I they sort of with a deep sigh said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and and thus you got the rights to take the uh, subway maps and logos, right, and put them on apparel. Yeah. So at first it was the logos, and then you know I just kept getting more ideas, and um, and so over time um, I've you know it's my company is twenty two years old now. Wow. So Amazing. over time we Amazing. we've developed all kinds of things. Most of the most popular ones are um, have the, the whole subway map printed on them or depending on how big the product is or a piece of it. And they're just very intricate designs. And sometimes you don't even know till you get up close that that's what it is. It's just sure. sort of colorful. And then you go, oh my gosh, that's, that's the subway, subway map. map. That's so cool. So um, I'm very proud of it. And did you sell... so? Mid nineties, late nineties. This wasn't, you know, e-commerce boom yet, or it was it was starting. So, were you selling mostly in stores, or and then you went to oh, the definitely. online store? How did that work for you? Yeah, I definitely sold to um, a lot of museum stores. Oh, and at the time, there were uh, Times Square wasn't as as um, uh, popular as it, it is as it is now. So, there were a lot of stores in Times Square, and um, you know, all over the city, and um, and Macy's. Macy's was one of our first ah, customers. Macy's Herald yep. Square. Yep. So, yeah, it was mostly stores. And it, honestly, it still is. We're still, um, wholesale is uh, selling to, to retailers is still our main, right our main market. thing. Yeah, I bet. We're, we're glad that we have a website so that people who can't, you know, who aren't in New York, like transplanted New Yorkers or sure. people who visited New York and loved it, you know, can, can order our line now. That's really cool. So were there any products, you know, looking back when you first launched that were just the hot ticket that really grew, that really you know, fueled you guys in your growth? Well, when when I was making the the only the the single train shirts, the A train was always the most popular, <laughs> and of course, you know Duke Ellington song right. made the A train, right. so people are familiar with it. But of course, A is sort of like you know from being in school, it wasn't A kind of like the the, the letter that you wanted to get, totally, you know, totally, <laughs> and it's a popular initial, so A has always been the most popular of those. But frankly, the um, when we made the map 
subway map t-shirt and it's not it's a very difficult one to make because it's it's on a black shirt it's 14 colors and it goes edge yeah the the map print we do goes edge to edge on the shirts it doesn't stop you know around the edges so we we have to make uh, cut a panel of the front panel of the shirt and print the panel and then basically cut it down to the size we need so like if you're a double xl you see a little more of the map than if you're a size small that's really (laughs) funny wow who knew right i mean most people would never know that yeah, and you can see it when you look at the shirt. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right, because you can't print, you know, so much right up to a seam of a shirt. That's right. So <laughs> For those that aren't in the, the t-shirt business, they don't know that. But, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, I, um, but those those are our most popular. Wow. I think my favorite's the BD4 hat and Oh, shirt. you're a Yankee fan. Well, I live in Atlanta, <laughs> so, of course, I'm a Braves fan. I'm just saying, like, design-wise, I really like the Yankees shirt there. It's nice. If I were a Yankees Thanks. fan, I would have to own that. <laughs> um, yeah, this is very cool. Well, um, so here you have this company that's growing. How did you know when it was real? You know what I mean? How did you know people? You know, hey, this has got legs here. You know what I mean? Like, it, and there's one idea, one thing to have an idea for a shirt, but then how did you know it was real? Well, we we decided. Um, you know, actually, here's a here's a like a semi failure story. Honestly, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I <laughs> love those. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So um, we thought uh, the whole hip-hop movement was blowing up, and we had these wild, you know, big, explosive designs um, about New York City. And so we thought, why couldn't we be one of those brands? So we started going out to what's called the Magic Show in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah, so the big uh, apparel show that's done uh, twice a year. And boy, we put together, um, all the small business owners will appreciate um, how we would put together our booth as opposed to the way the bigger companies would. <laughs> I'm sure. We would have a 10 by 10, by 10, 10, by 10. Booth and we, bu- we would go to Home Depot and buy like <laughs> chain link fence and, you know. That's kind of cool. I like that. CD. Yeah, like we... we, we um, we we got brick colored fabric and painted bricks on it and you know like we tried to to get a vibe going there. That's very cool. And um, we did that for a few years and we got a lot of attention, including you know some big celebrity rappers and stuff coming and even though they were being paid thousands of dollars or whatever to promote big brands, they'd say, "Oh my God, that's the Brooklyn subway map. I'm from Brooklyn. Where's my stop? I need that shirt." You know? I love it. And then they'd wear them, and that would be cool. And um, and then over time, though, we realized that. Uh, meanwhile, if, if if I can walk you, those of you who haven't been there, um, there were there were booths of companies um, that had. A block, a city block. Oh you know, yeah, practically. Was, yeah. These are mega events. Yeah, size booth with two stories and um, and, uh, and and the money to to do that and to no do doubt. gigantic promotion. And you know, we just we weren't going to be that. We didn't have the money to do that. So that kind of moment in time, um, you know, passed. And so, uh, but meanwhile, uh, things happened like. Japan decided they loved our line, so we had c- distributors in Japan competing to get exclusive rights to distribute wow. our line in Japan. That's a high-class problem. That's great. Yeah. And one year, we almost sold as much to Japan as to the U.S., which was kind of surprising. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And that was kind of a moment where we're like, whoa. Whoa. Got to cool. be open-minded. That's right. 
That's very cool. So there were That's amazing. Things like that, and, and various, you know, uh, various celebrities that would, um, or wardrobe stylists who would reach out to us, and suddenly uh, one of our products would be Bill Clinton wore, wore one of our shirts <laughs> and got photographed wearing it. And, nice. Um, the rapper Fabulous, and oh, you know, quite a few movies and publications. So those were all exciting moments. And for do, us. so exciting moments. I think a lot of people listening would say, "Does that did that help drive sales?" In other words, did you see? you know, it, a pop on either in store or online in terms of product, or was it just kind of a cool brand building moment? Do you know what I mean? Honestly, the the one that did was when this, the, the rapper fabulous were, were it because <clears throat> I know I guess he got photographed a lot. We were able to get our hands on like one or two. And, um, that was really one of those cases where if he was wearing it, they wanted it. They wanted Unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, we, we almost, we really, cause those shirts are so, complicated they're made offshore but even flying them in we we almost didn't make it and you know to deliveries in time to oh, um, to capture it that's the market so, that's right yeah wow. yeah but that was the one we saw other in other cases i just think maybe more people become aware of us you know um i think uh, our brand name is nyc subway line which we yep. think is a cool name i think it's awesome but, um, Things, but I think people sort of like know that there are the subway shirts, but not necessarily our brand name. Sure. So, um, and without again tons of money to promote it, um, we're not sure that people always, you know, know that it's our brand when they see our products. Probably know, not. Like that. And you know, sometimes I had asked, "Does it matter?" You know what I mean? They know the, the the products, they know where to find them, and they're interested in them. It's an, an interesting question. But then you decided earlier this year to not only so you got NYC subway line going, but then you decided to start mapped gear. So how does that link to the, your other company? I'll call it. And then, you know, what made you decide to get into the whole promotional and corporate gift space? Well, I think um, it's, it starts from coming from two directions. One is we have um, a little business problem, you would say, and that is that, um, let's be honest here. <laughs> um, most, you know, all of the stores that carry our, our line are in New York City. And even though New York City is a very big city, still, it's like a cap on our business. So that over time became obvious that, you know, we're not going to have um, stores in Indianapolis carrying our line. It, yeah. And, and, and that's, that also became clear at the trade shows. So what would happen at the trade shows, by the way, and this is the opposite of that, was people go, oh, we love your your products. They're so cool. Can you make one for San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. And so I knew that as a tiny company, we were stretched as far as we could to make these very um, ambitious products and hold the inventory And you sure. know, as it, as it sold down. And I realized... We actually aren't capitalized to do that. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, we would have to be, you know, every city would mean a whole other commitment to inventory. Oh, totally. And totally. So we just uh, had to keep saying no. <laughs> so in, in the, I guess it was like the beginning of 2017 or the very end of 2016, Promotional Market, I'm, I'm sorry, from, yeah, Promotional Market Magazine um, called and said, hey, can we feature one of your messenger bags in our, um, in, in, you know, our issue we're doing about bags. And I said, of course, yes, please. So they featured uh, this math messenger bag we have. And people presumed that um, I could put their map on it, which I wasn't really 
um, intending to do, and suddenly I started getting calls and saying, hey, can you do um, a highway map of Wisconsin on a bag for my customers? Can you do a map of San Diego? And I just decided, instead of keep keeping saying no, maybe I ought to think about this. Of course. So, it's demand, right? There's obviously an unmet need. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I finally thought, how can I say yes? So um, I explored it in a hundred different directions. I have a great employee, a very creative employee, um, who helped me look into all kinds of ways we might be able to accomplish that. And we evolved um, a, a way to create a custom map for each customer of their neighborhood, city, state, region, country, the world, and call out their locations, uh, if they have multiple locations for their business or, or um, and, and a location for an event they were doing, um, and make a map just for that. And and not only a map, but we have five different styles of map we can do, and like dozens of different kinds of little pinpoints we can call it out. And of course, in most cases, people want, will want to add their logo. Of course. And so, there, in in no way could any two ever be the same. <laughs> uh, not right. just because of the logo but because of the actual map. And what we got excited about was that so many promotional products you get, you'll get a swag bag and the bag itself and what's in it are just items with a giant logo written across it. Yeah, no question. Well, and you even, you told me beforehand, I mean, what, a year or two ago, the promotional products industry generated $22 billion in sales, but most of those items were donated or tossed out, right? I mean, amazing numbers. Well, I didn't do that research, <laughs> and I really can't vouch for it. But Adweek Magazine, when they wrote us up, went to a various resource, you know, uh, sources that, that they had, and they quoted them, and they, they said they, that this industry has a little problem, you know? So there was an opportunity to create something different. Sure. And to and knowing that people went out and bought our products and loved our products and held on to them for, for years, I thought, can I create a product that's so good looking that people would actually buy it for themselves and they would keep it. So if you're instead of just doing you know, XYZ company, you know <laughs> Right. Right. But you're but you're doing a map of where XYZ company is holding their uh, company meeting or sure. convention. That's actually kind of um, cool. I love that idea. Yeah. And so we're giving them something that is good looking and Personalized. has value. And I think um, there's room for us, you know? Um, so we're, we're excited. We're still very new, but, but we really think that it's kind of disruptive, sure. but that there's room for us. I love it. So talk about... So I, I, I love the products and the idea behind it. A lot of big companies buy promotional products through like a, you know, a set number of suppliers or providers. Talk about how you break into that market or do you go straight to companies or are you trying to work through those I call intermediaries? Well, as a small company, we are completely relying on the distributors of these products right. to be our sales force. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> because they have the relationships um, bigger companies don't want 10,000 suppliers like me to, <laughs> right. to come to them and be, be, you know, knocking down their door. So we really are, are going to be relying on, 
on the, the distributors to become aware of us. And we hope have the feeling that they're able to present something really fresh and valuable to, to their customers, not just here are 10 new products that we can put your logo on, <laughs> right, but what if we right. took a product, you know, a product and put something about your company, about its DNA, uh, as well as your logo and, and hope to create that thing that they'll value and keep instead of donating or, you know, giving to their kid or nanny or whatever. Sure. No, no question. I think it's really, really cool. So what's been the key? And You launched this company earlier this year. What have been the keys to getting it off the ground and getting it rolling? Well, it's, um, it, uh, I'd, I'd say that the, um, the, <laughs> the, the difficult part is um, I, hadn't, I had been making all these you know, map products for years. So even though I, I hadn't made these particular maps, I wasn't hesitant about, hey, we, we can do this thing. Right. But of course... The industry is completely different. <laughs> it is. You know? so right. it, we're really babes in the woods in the promotional products and corporate gift world. So, um, so it's you know it, we are the traction is is going more slowly than than we'd hoped it would. But at the same time, we're thrilled because everywhere that we've shown it, they have loved the product, just loved it. And we have never had anybody go, eh, you know what right, I mean? Right. <laughs> so we feel like it's going to happen. It's just, you know, more of these distributors have to become aware of us. And, um, and you know, it, it's actually, somebody told me, what, actually one promotional products company said, you know, you're, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea because it's, um, it's more creative. Right. You're going to find yourself probably working with, you know, maybe 10% of people in the industry who like to do the more creative projects because it's sort of a no-brainer to put somebody's logo on a water bottle or a tote right. bag or, you know what I mean? Right. Any, you know, just about anybody can do that. Sure. But, um, but for us, we need to get some information from you so we can, you know, make the, the, the region or the, the style of, you know, the map, the kind of map that you, that you want, sure, you know? Of course. <laughs> and so, um, that's a little bit more, you know, more more work for the distributors. Oh, so they have to say, so you know, where's your next meeting? Oh, New Orleans. Okay, so you know, let's let's put New Orleans on there. What kind of shape of a pinpoint do you want? How big do you want your logo to be on here? You know, it's it's a little bit more sure. work for them, I think. Yeah, no question. But at the same time, I think they're they're having the opportunity to present something that's brand new and fresh. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast, and I always like to uh, give my guests like you an opportunity to share some advice. So, if you had one or two things to share based on you know growing these two companies, what would be the things you would recommend to others that are out there thinking of launching their own business? In particular, for growing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I know I think about my beginning stages of growing, and and um, it was really key for me to have interns working with me. I'm fortunately near um, a few local colleges and I always pay my interns. So I would pay them and boy, I had some who were just dynamic. And um, so before I could really afford to hire somebody who had, you know, work, a lot of work experience, I found some really brilliant and creative and multitasking, you know, interns that enabled me to, to like evolve into a, being a real company. So I'd say that's, that's, that's a great piece of really, advice. 
I believe in paying them because I want them to be accountable and responsible and I want to reward them for what they're doing. No question. And then some that's, of them went good. on to you know, come work for us full-time after college and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's really great. That's good advice. So I like, I like that a lot. And, um, and I, again, I'm going to go to hiring a little bit. I, I, um, somebody once said, and it really encapsulated it, to hire the smartest person you could and then train them. And as, instead of looking for somebody who already has all the skills that you need, sometimes if you just hire smart, that, that really helps you. And I, I would say that um, that's one of the wisest bits of advice I've ever gotten. Um, yeah, I so really you hire that. people that have the capacity and the energy and kind of the drive and then either teach them the industry or teach them how to how the product design process works and whatnot and let them instead of you know trying to find someone that has all of that pre-built or packaged in yeah and and it's um and on the other end, I've actually hired a few people who were um one person was retired but just didn't enjoy it, but he was from the garment industry, and he brought some amazing expertise here. So on both ends of the spectrum, in college age and post-retirement, wow. um, you know, you can get very lucky. And I know I've gotten lucky. I've also had some, you know, failures <laughs> of <laughs> that way. I think but everyone so small has those, yeah. Each person matters a lot. So that those those things are really important. And the other thing I would say is um, I've I've been very lucky with being able to um, to get financing. And the reason is because, I pay my bills, right? you know, pretty simple, but, but really, um, you know, it's so much harder because I know, uh, entrepreneur groups I've been in and I've, I see the struggle and not to say that we wouldn't have a growth spurt where we'd suddenly need more than we've, you know, we normally get, but, and that who knows that could be a problem, but the problem wouldn't be about, about our credit. I know our credit is great. So I think that's so important. And one other thing I think of, it was also something that somebody told me and it was like, wow. And that is, you know, we try to promote ourselves online and, you know, um, everything from uh, on our website to our Facebook page and Instagram and all that that everybody tries to do. But one of the things that's important is to make sure you're letting your vendors know what you're up to. Ah, so, interesting. Yep. Yeah, because, and your banker, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I, you know, we just, we just got a, our own little department in the, in the cellar at Macy's Herald Square. You know, that's awesome. And they get excited about that no because question. it's something juicy. It's not cut and dry. <laughs> right. And they know that you're doing well. And that's, they feel good about that. And they, they're supporting something. They're, they're jumping on your bandwagon and they're not having to think, oh, what's up with this company this week? You know? no, that's so true. It's real. You know, and you're keeping them in, you're, they're all, you're almost making them part of the team, which is, very cool move. So last but not least, Lynn, how can our listeners find you, engage with you, check out your gear, et cetera? Well, um, it's a little hard when you say it. So thanks for giving me this opportunity. Um, but Mapped. so Mapped Gear is spelled M-A-P-T gear, G-E-A-R.com. And that is, that's our website that shows you what we're doing and you can see the pictures and get an idea of our process and everything. And there's a special link for distributors because we want you to go to your own space where you can share with your customers and, and protect your, your um, access to your customers. And, and uh, we want to make sure that distributors feel safe to work with us. And the other is NYC 
subwayline.net. So those are our two websites, and um, we'd love to we'd love to hear from some of your your listeners. Absolutely. Well, Lynn, I this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I'm excited to see where Mapped Gear goes, and I, I can't wait to get my hands on some of the product from the NYC subway line. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Justin. It was a pleasure. And I, I am, I'm looking forward to listening to lots of your podcasts because <laughs> you, do, you do a great interview and I want to learn some from other entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh. Well, I appreciate the plug. I will send you the links to others. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.